All right, guys, welcome back. We are going to be talking about The Mandalorian Season 2 today. It is going to be a little bit of a lengthy discussion. We do have some folks with us today, of course. Usually, uh, you know, COVID days, we have individuals. Uh, Dave is here. There you go, Dave. Nice to see you, Dave. How are you? Great. How about yourself? I am okay. I'm doing all right. And we have another Mandalorian fan here, Nathan. Hey there. Hey there. Oh. All right. So, guys, we are talking about Mandalorian Season 2. I don't know how we should do this, but I say we should do it like this. Let's start with how it went Episode 1 to Episode 8. Like, how did you think it unfolded? Just, just talk about the unfolding of the whole season. How did you think it did story-wise 1 to 8? One day, uh, <laughs> you know, it, uh, it, it really had the stepping stones on all of the episodes. Uh, the first one, you see a, a, a giant Sarlacc-like crate dragon get taken out. But at the very end, you get the snippet of a very scarred, somewhat hus huskier uh, Boba Fett. And it just builds on from there. Yes, there were episodes that really didn't uh, further the plot until very, maybe the very end. Or they had little uh, little plot points sprinkled in throughout there, but uh, I think they did a great job of tying it all together, really bringing all those plot points to a head. Uh, you know, with the with the final showdown with Moff Gideon and uh, the triumphant arrival of uh, everyone's favorite Jedi, it uh, you know single handedly redeemed and. Aimed at the same time, the Star Wars franchise for me. My favorite Jedi is Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> well, well, mine's Mace Windu, but and that's why I really hoped was going to show up to have, you know, another uh, another melee with Boba Fett. But, you know, we don't always get what we want, but I'm still calling my contractor to fix my floor after the jaw hit it when they show that green lightsaber, okay? Okay. I, at 3 a.m. watching it, I woke my wife up because I gasped extremely loudly and she was not happy but i said it's luke skywalker all right i i mean yeah dave one to eight how just how you think it unfolded how's it, it was good was it good one to eight yeah it was good so every every character introduction led to another until that final uh final resolution where we finally get to see the jedi that uh that din has been trying to get grogu to so yeah, starting from episode one with Cobb Vance, which leads to Boba Fett, which leads to so on and so forth, all the way until we get to uh, that green lightsaber that shows up. So uh, there were definitely some filler episodes in there, uh, but as far as the characters and like uh, like Nate said, the the stepping stone from one to the other until we get to Luke, that was great. One through eight. All right, so. I mean, we've already brought up the the spoil the the uh, the filler episodes, so that's a useless thing to even bring up at this point. I'll just talk about the positive because I, you know my two filler episodes. I think they're everyone's. They are literally filler episodes. That's fine. The fact that there's two filler episodes in this season and they're completely irrelevant to the greatness of what happens. Like it is. It might be like just uh, it, it. It's probably the best thing out of Disney 
outside of Rogue One. And I'm still a proponent of the whole can't give Rogue One too much credit because all they had to do was tell us a story about people we knew were going to die. If, <laughs> if you know what I mean. I, I was sad walking into that theater because I knew every one of those people were going to die. Like I oh, uh, some didn't, some did, but yeah. And it's uh, it Rogue One was great, uh, but Mandalorian is definitely out of Disney. Uh, if you really want to look at those last three movies, you know it's it's better, and Mandalorian is better. Um, and I was rough on it at the beginning of the season. I know Dave and I both we watched Star Trek and Star Wars. And I remember us talking, going, uh, Star Trek season has been stronger in the first, like, oh, you, four episodes. You hold your tongue. No, the first four episodes your of Star Trek, the first four episodes of Discovery were better, like, in, a, in like, totality than okay. the first four episodes of The Mandalorian. But the, that last four, like, Star Trek just kind of went, like, away. And Mandalorian was just like, yeah. You like that? Open up. Where's the loop? It's coming. You know, speaking of speaking of Rogue One, speaking of Rogue One, not to backtrack a bit, but you saw the CGI with Princess Leia. You saw the CGI with Grand Moff Tarkin, who wasn't even a real person. Like they had to literally create him from the ground up because Peter Cushing died years ago, twenty years ago. How much better was that CGI of Luke, which they still should have used Sebastian Shaw because he would have killed it. How much better was that CGI in the last episode of The Mandalorian than it was in Rogue One? Sebastian Stan, yeah, because I'm pretty sure Sebastian saw is an X-Men character. <laughs> is he really? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a uh, Hellfire Club, right? I don't know, Dave. I don't know. I, 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 I believe he's a Hellfire Club, yeah. But uh, Sebastian Stan would be cool and but I pre I'm pretty sure they're not going to go that way because if they were, they they made it so that that's what you're going to see. Disney is, is pretty consistent. They're like, this is what Luke looks like in the Mandalorian universe. So for them to change it now would be against what Disney usually does. They might. Who knows? They might. Uh, plus, um, I don't think it's it's necessary to put in a new actor like uh, like him to play Luke unless you're going to do something long-term, you know? And they're not. And, and like, you know, the whole reaction of, is Grogu going to die at the hands of, you know, uh, you know, Kylo? Kylo no, Ren? No. Uh, everyone, there are books on these things in comics. Kylo doesn't actually go around killing people like his uh, amazing grandfather who actually went and killed people. Kylo caused a storm, and then he went and tried to rescue everyone. Like, he doesn't, like, yeah, he doesn't actually, like, go with his lightsaber and start murdering other students. He causes a storm from anger from oh. him, and then tries to rescue people. And we got to think about this, right? The, you know, the whole, how Grogu works. Grogu's 50, right, when we see him. Um, but Yoda reached, uh, in, according to the books, Yoda reached 
900. Uh, Jedi Master by 110 or something like that. So there's obviously a maturation from wherever the hell Grogu is now to like 100 and something that's really high. Grogu was doing stuff that uh, definitely Luke couldn't do in any of the movies that we saw, like holding back entire fire, doing stuff like that. Like, I don't think Kylo Ren, a little Padawan dude, coming out of Luke's Jedi Academy could kill Grogu. Like, I just don't think he could even do that if he wanted to. I think Grogu could just, uh, like, stop him or get away. But Grogu's probably gone way before that because that's, like, we're talking 9 ABY, right? And then Grogu, well, the Jedi Academy and Grogu, that's 28, 31, you know, ABY before the movies start. So... So you're looking 20 more years. So is the ripe old age of 70. Yeah, he's already he's either gone from the uh, from the Jedi Academy as a full fledged Jedi Knight, or B, I think you could make the uh, the argument that he goes uh, he goes dark side. The whole I mean, yeah, I, I, I can't see them removing him from the Mandalorian show that long. Like this is marketing. <laughs> oh well, and, and that's the big question: Where do they go from here? You know, Mando and, and Baby Yoda, I refuse to call him Grogu, have gone their separate ways. Uh, what, you know, is he is he now a, a bounty hunter again? And then, you know, we switch over to see Baby Yoda, uh, Luke on his back, jumping through uh, some swamps like Yoda did for him. I mean, what's what's the next play for, for season three of The Mandalorian? Yeah, that's going to be a... Uh... Well, I think they already laid that out, right? Season three is definitely going towards that resolution with him and Bo-Katan regarding the owner of the uh, the Dark Blade, because uh, according oh, to that's the, right. at least Bo-Katan, the Dark Blade is is something that the ruler of Mandalore is supposed to have, and she won't take it from him. Oh, so, but I, no, you're you're 100 right. And I actually I forgot about that. I mean, he could. And she could beat him without killing him. Obviously, he did that with Moff Gideon. Uh, and you reminded me of something. I, you know, I want to see where Grand Admiral Thrawn is going to make his appearance in this because he was already he was already name checked by Ahsoka, so obviously he's around. I would like to see him, uh, maybe Benedict Cumberbatch. You know, kind of kind of a, a, a deal from uh, Star Trek play Grand Admiral Thrawn, and I want to see what happens uh, with his character arc because we know he's here. We just don't. Yep. But I, I think that's something that they might save uh, for Ahsoka's series rather than uh, good point. Mandalorian. Because it definitely, we definitely want to see Grand Admiral Thrawn. Uh, I think we're going to, but I don't think it's going to be in the Mandalorian as as the main villain, I guess you could say. I think it's going to lead to him and uh, to Ahsoka's uh, series. So I can see that happening, but I think yeah, the the season three is going to have to be, uh, what you call it, um, Din having to uh, resolve that uh, the little discrepancy with uh, Bo-Katan. Okay, I I'm down with that. <laughs> I would let's shift gears a little. We're gonna do a couple more topics that I really want to get on. Ahsoka, we talked about her before. But Ahsoka, how did they do her? How did you like it? I thought they did her well. I thought they captured her Jedi abilities well. 
you know, what we saw from Clone Wars and what she did there, aside from uh, her not using reverse script enough, enough for like crazy people like me. Um, I thought they did her well. I thought uh, Rosario Dawson was fine. Her hair looked a little bit like foam, but <laughs> I can't make one costume that looks like that. So good on them. What do you think, Dave? Uh, yeah, this, as far as Ahsoka was concerned, uh, love Rosario Dawson in it. Uh, costume and, and, and the uh, makeup effects people did an awesome job at turning Rosario Dawson into uh, Ahsoka Tano and making that believable. Her fighting style is definitely uh, akin to what it should, should be, at least what we saw in uh, at least uh, how she was aiming in um, Attack of the Clones and, uh, and Rebels. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how her stuff pans out because apparently she uh, just judging by the the logo of her TV series, she's going to be going to the world between worlds again, I guess. Um, and it's nice to see that her character is grown up uh, a little bit more adult uh, live action wise. So that's that's nice to see that uh, they weren't trying to get her to be a younger uh, version on uh, on live action. They're definitely trying to age her a little bit more appropriately, uh, and uh, I think that's going to play a, a part into how we see her series unfold because she's still all about getting Ezra back. So, um, and I'm wondering exactly how that's going to plan out because um, which we call it. Uh, I've got a deep-seated feeling that uh, that Ezra himself has flipped, um, having disappeared with Thrawn for for a bit. Yeah, that, that, that's where I'm kind of wondering. That's why I was wondering, like in the season finale of The Mandalorian, if we saw that Ezra was going to show up, then he might be, you know, on the dark side. And that Grand Admiral Thrawn got him to to flip for some reason. Um, but we obviously got something a little bit better <laughs> in Luke. But as, as far as what they did with uh, Ahsoka Tano, I was very, very happy. Still the highlight as far as all, all of the episodes are concerned. You know, I love Luke, but a uh, big fan of, uh, of Ahsoka Tano, and it was nice to see her finally get her time on screen. All right. So you're going to go, Nate, and talk about Ahsoka. Well, we're going to go back to that again because Dave said that, that was his favorite episode, basically just now. So, Nate, uh, yeah, tell us about Ahsoka, then drop your favorite episode. You know what mine was. I've said it before. I know. I know what your favorite <laughs> uh, So, I, you know, I was, uh, you know, too, you know, it, it just, oh, I just in wonder of actually seeing a live action Ahsoka Tano to notice any of the flaws that have been called out uh you know she did use her her form for her ataru which was very aggressive very acrobatic i think i think they nailed it yes um her her head tails in rebels were a little bit longer but you know who's to say they don't uh expand and contract don't know uh i i like i loved it i thought it's uh rosario dawson was a perfect casting for her um and then she really kind of got the whole gray jedi thing you know, she still carries the lightsaber. She still uses the Force. You know, we know from Clone Wars that she was expelled from the Jedi Order, let back in, but said no, doing her own thing. Uh, and, you know, I I just really liked everything about 
that character on the screen. I thought it was perfect. Uh, you know, the Chekhov's gun in the uh, the Beskar staff obviously came back into play. Um, you know, touching on David's point of Ezra flipping to the dark side, never thought about it, can definitely see it, though. If they had to work together to get out of uh, that predicament, I can see Thrawn, who's always been, uh, you know, described as a master tactician, as a strategist, as a manipulator, uh, to get him to kind of feed off the, uh, you know, the glimpses of the dark side that we saw from him in Rebels. Um, fantastic. Uh, my favorite episode is, you know, 100% when, uh, when Baby Yoda was abducted. You know, you got to see so much from the Star Wars universe. You saw uh, Boba Fett revisited, getting, getting his dude, kicking ass in the armor. You got to see uh, so much from the different movies. You get to see the E-Web from Empire Strikes Back. You get to see the, uh, you know, the the clone troopers with the the mortar um, designations on their helmet. There was just so much of the Star Wars universe packed in that one episode. It was fantastic. Ahsoka definitely a close second, tied with the uh, the finale. But to see Boba Fett in his armor and all of his glory, just beating the <laughs> with a gaffy stick. Yeah. Wow, that was uh, that was that was top three cinematic instances of my life. Like I was like a little kid looking at a candy store. It was amazing, amazing. All right, all Real right. <laughs> I, I I think anyone who has seen any of our videos knows that I really liked the, the episode where Bo Katan and the Mandalorians are introduced. It's just. And they take over the they take over the uh, the the uh, cruiser that's leaving uh, you know leaving the atmosphere. Obviously, I am Jedi biased, so I'm gonna like seeing Ahsoka. I'm gonna like seeing Luke. Seeing Luke is not fair. It's cheating. Seeing any Jedi, seeing any Jedi master is cheating for me. Which is like I'm a person that's like, oh, you want to continue stories? I'm like, yeah, continue it and go back in the past so you got a bunch of Jedi's and it's Knights of the Republic. Do that so I can see Jedi Masters fighting like Revan and stuff like that. I want to see that. You know, people need the whole Han Solos. They need your Lando Calrissians. They need they your 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 Finns. They need the people who aren't wizards who kidnap people. I get it, but I like those kidnapping wizards. They're awesome. <laughs> Let me ask you this. What Jedi did you want to show up? What Jedi did you want to be the deus ex machina to save them? <laughs> uh, well, the, did I want? Yeah, who did you want to step out of that X-Wing? Uh, I really didn't actually have, like, a want. I, I, like, it's oh. on, honestly, I didn't really have a want. I, I had, like, uh, Luke... <laughs> Like, you know, I talk about it, like, the Disney version of it would be one thing. The fan version of it, like, serious fans were saying people from video games and cartoons that know. Oh, about. I know, yeah. There was... Like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. And, like, the whole Mace Windu theory is good, but really... I wanted that so uh, bad. The easiest, easiest route is Luke. Luke is literally flying around collecting relics, looking for Force-sensitive people, so... You know, it's the easiest route. Like, so I didn't really have a want because I didn't want to like, I didn't, I wasn't like getting, I didn't want to like get drawn to something and then like get let down. So anyone that showed up 
would be good for me because it's a Jedi showing up. It wouldn't have been as good if it wasn't a Jedi Master. You know, because the scene we got, which which was great because it's, you know, the throwback to Rogue One. Just don't fuck with Skywalkers in hallways. Oh, the, the, the parallels to the, the Vader scene? Oh, yeah. But, I, I mean, Luke, the, for me, what made it even better was the fact that what version of Luke you saw, it was not the whiny 20-year-old going into Tashi Station versus Power Converse. It wasn't the, the grizzled hermit drinking blue milk from the source. It was full power. Jedi Master Luke Skywalker, you know, snapping necks and cashing checks, just mowing down those dark sabers. That's what I wanted Mason Windu so badly. I wanted. I mean, that is that is a Luke f- five years removed from Return <laughs> and Return of the Jedi. Luke is pretty badass, um, but it's still an older movie. So I'm glad that you get these updates on what these characters will look like. We when we saw Darth in the originals, you're like, is he really that? Is he really that? Powerful. He chokes people. Him choking people is what we thought he was cool for. And then we saw Anakin in the first ones. And then we saw Rogue One and we're like, oh, yeah, Darth, <laughs> Darth Vader will fuck you up. You don't fuck with him. Yeah. He'll fuck you up. Like, and, you know, it's him learning more from Papa Time, you know, and, you know, it's, they did great. Him showing up, the whole, every, the reveal, the reveal itself was great. Just X-Wing, green lightsaber. Hand. Don't forget the glove. What? Don't forget the gloves. Yeah, hand, like glove, hand. Yep. Yeah, so X-Wing, green lightsaber, glove. None of that mattered to me because when I saw the X-Wing, I was like, oh, that's Luke. <laughs> like, like, oh, yeah, who, who else is it? Like, just flying around in an X-Wing in the middle I of the I mean, country. it very well could have been Mace Windu because uh, even though you saw the glove, Mace did get his hand chopped off in uh, clones. So it could that's have been. very, very true. Well, why would he have a green lightsaber? Well, well yeah, that's, that's where it sealed it. That's where it sealed it. So they, they hinted at it with uh, – the X-Wing, and then if you were really paying, paying attention, you may have seen R2-D2. Yes. Uh, uh, then they showed the glove, so you, st- like, if you didn't catch R2-D2, then you you still might have been on edge if you were pro Mace Windu, but, yeah, the, the finale on it, uh, or the, the culmination and the one that sealed it, for me at least, was when that green saber came out. And uh, he was going to town. I was like, that's definitely Luke. And then you just wanted to see his face to be 100% sure. And, I mean, the fighting style just kind of like, I mean, but this is the thing. (laughs) How many, a lot of people are now like obsessed with Jedi fighting styles apparently (laughs) because I've had this conversation. Like you can tell who who is who, even on seeing their face, uh, based on like what they do with their sabers. The Skywalks are very particular. Um, Ray is very particular. Um, you know, Mace Windu had a style in, that you could tell in Clone Wars. You didn't get to see much of it in the movies, but in Clone Wars, you could tell what he did. Yoda, very particular. Oh yeah. If you see a short creature doing acrobats, <laughs> acrobatics, you know. Well, I mean, Anakin and Luke—he's the same lightsaber form was four and five. Uh, yeah. You know, very aggressive, very, very strong, uh, focused on offense, which 
I mean, you just watched it mow down those dark, uh, those uh, dark troopers, and I just smiled and I was like, I love this. This is awesome. But man, yeah, it's what do you say? Except for we need more. Yes. Uh, it doesn't have to be for Mandalorian at this point because there's five billion shows coming out. Oh my so, God. The Mandalorian is pretty much delivered probably, I would say, its best shit. Um, I don't think Mandalorian... And that's my... That's where one of the problems were... Or not problems, that's why one of the things I wanted to see in the season finale was Ezra show up as... Yeah. As under the dark side. It's not that I didn't like Luke. Uh, Like, uh, for me, like, if you really want a good, I guess, hero story, you need a really good villain. And we haven't really had that yet, as good as uh, Moff Gideon was. We kind of knew he was kind of the henchman to something bigger lurking behind us, but but we didn't get the bigger lurking behind there yet. So um, that's kind of one of my concerns for next season is, you know, where where are you going to put that that tension? Uh, Because if all we're getting it from is from Bo-Katan versus Din, you know, it'd be nice to see like that uh, that Ezra type character on the dark side, or uh, or Grand Admiral Thrawn kind of make an appearance and make that the big bad for for Din for the rest of uh, his seasons. Uh, <laughs> it's an interesting thought. I know. I mean, yeah. Right. I, I think who knows yeah, what I think the hell they're you, doing. You know. I'll end it with this. Obviously, I'm pretty sure everyone fucking loves it. I know some people who do not like this show. What? They're crazy. They're crazy. Um, but what? we'll end it with this note. Patty Jenkins should be removed from any Star Wars <laughs> property. Wait, wait, say that again? Uh, I, I will agree. I, I, I'm very... Remove Patty Jenkins from all Star Wars properties. Right? And Kathleen yeah. Kennedy... Bye. Well, we can't remove her. See, she's winning. Right. Uh, like, everything you like this season is her fault. You want to give Favreau credit. You want to give Filoni credit. Yeah. But she's in charge. It's her fault. It is on her. She's winning. Like, I don't I don't go J.J. Abrams is the problem or Ryan Johnson. I go Kathleen Kennedy. So if I do that, I have to go, well, Kathleen Kennedy's not that much of a problem today. The Mandalorian was the shit. Uh, that's, that, that's fair. That's fair. You can't blame her half the time. Like, you got to blame her all the time. And you got to give her right. credit. Right. You know? You're, you're right. You're right. The, the Rogue Squadron movie that they make. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh. No. Yeah. I that's hope they true. don't let Patty do 100% her thing. <laughs> after seeing what 100% her thing looks like, it can work, but somebody needs to kind of like polish Checks and balances. Checks yeah, and balances. Somebody needs to come in and be like, you need to cut well, what, five minutes of this. <laughs> you know, if, if, if they don't have Dennis Lawson in that movie as a grizzled old X-Wing pilot trainer, I'm not watching it. They, I want to see Wedge Antilles' his nephew. That, well, Dennis Lawson is Wedge and they can bring it back yeah. for Rise of Skywalker. They, they sure as hell to bring back this. So, if anyone got really excited about what we kind of just got into, there will be a discussion on Wonder Woman coming. 
But let us know what you thought about The Mandalorian. Did you enjoy it? It's been a couple of weeks since it's been uh, finished. So we all, well, a week, right? About a yeah. week. So yeah, everyone's digested it, gotten over the nostalgia bomb and the happiness, aside from Nate, who just watched it again, apparently. And um, I'm still crying when, uh, when uh, Mando took off his helmet for Baby Yoda. Oh, man. Oh. The the 17th million time he took out his his helmet off in that shit. Right, he he he's just saying fuck the Mandalorian Creed. I don't, I don't uh, care. This is the way, unless I say it isn't. Right, starting to it's like it for me. in pitch black. He always takes off his glasses. Yeah, his <laughs> yeah. And now with then that's get that's just gonna be his thing. I'm not supposed to take off my helmet yet. Here I go. <laughs> <laughs> This is my choice. This is a this yep. is a this is the way. It's a special occasion. Yeah, this is my way. <laughs> uh, speaking of glasses, I like the uh, the Tony Stark uh, Avengers Endgame glasses. Oh, I have many sets. Oh. Blue, green, <laughs> yellow. They are very cheap, but they also don't control satellites, so they suck. But <laughs> uh, you know, doesn't matter. I still <laughs> like them. I'm still repping Tony. Still repping my uh, still repping my Marvel shit up there with my always, uh, always have the Infinity Gauntlet, you know. And for those who really, really love JJ, what side is it? Alien. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah, it's prominently displayed because I want you to know JJ Abrams is better. But right. uh, like and subscribe, guys. If you're not on YouTube, keep listening. We love you. We'll see you guys next time. Later. Later.